Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Awakenings. Hello in the chat, also known as the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room. And Crystal Bowles Gretton in the chat is saying, happy, awesome energy day to you. Yay! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depends where you're listening, when, and what time zone. Good afternoon as well. Uh, Hello, everyone listening by phone as well. I do see that we have callers um, in the queue, so that's great. That number is 347-539-5122. And press 1 on the keypad, and that will get you in the queue. And let me know that you have a question or a comment. Good to see everyone here. So, as you know, the chat room grounds the energy, a lot of great insights uh, in their beautiful artistic beings, creative beings, and as well as help me along with my sound engineering and um, just kind of engineering everything, right? Uh, oh, I'm extra glad to be here today, you guys. I prepared even earlier. I was kind of excited. I think we're going to have a great guest, second half of the program. We have Sonia Grace, so stick around for uh, her, Mystic Healer. And she's got a new book out, uh, Dancing with Raven and Bear, a book of earth medicine and animal magic. Ooh, right up my alley and right up my interest. Oh, gosh, guys, everybody take a deep breath. And release it. It's Wednesday, and we're all here together. Um, those of you listening in the archives, you're with us too. I want to give you a etheric hug and say hello to you as well. All right. So um, I want to let everyone know that uh, I am starting my programs. A lot of you have been emailing me about my teleworkshop programs. And um, this Saturday um, starts, and I believe it's a two-month program, so that means we meet twice but I give growth work and coaching in between, and you have, I believe, a 10, 15 minutes. You have a phone consult with me as well. Um, becoming a psychic channel uh, and learning to read the signs of your inner guidance. And you can uh, go to my website, soulplayground.life, and go in the events, um, events and happenings, little blog, uh, little block up there. There's a little icon that says events and happenings. And um, if you're interested in that, click on there. And there's detailed information on the Eventbrite page. I use Eventbrite. And we meet by phone twice, and you'll get readings in. It's fun. You'll be doing readings the first day, the first time we meet. And uh, we have a great time, and people have asked me to extend this and also to do it so that I can give growth work and coaching in between to everyone um, individually and then come back and do readings again. So I thought that was a good idea. I listen because I have smart people. 
intelligent people, people on fire with their soul's passion, letting me know what to do. And it works. It works very well. I listen. That was such a good idea. Why didn't I think of that before? So, um, yeah. And so I've been doing my high vibes workshop is going amazing. That's another teleworkshop program. Got a great group of people um, doing that, and they're having just amazing changes. Maybe with some of them with their permission, I will be posting some of the emails maybe. that It's just amazing what we can do to change our life around. And, you know, the tools that I share that I give, and it's coming from many plus places, from teaching school, from hypnotherapy, alchemical therapy, transpersonal psychology, my shamanic training and initiation. I mean, a wide range as a spiritualist, healer, um, hypnotherapist, what else, NLP, what else have I done? I mean, just this, yeah, I've been on this path a long time. And when I started, you had to study a lot. You apprenticed more with people. So I had my, and of course, my guides, how can I forget, and the oversouls, who a lot of the new information comes from. Um, and then, you know, I find kind of training or people to kind of, you know, back it up. But, um, yeah, I think maybe some people are wanting to go back to that. That's why I get a lot of people wanting to work with me more on a one-on-one basis or small group, uh, which is pretty traditional is the small group to one-on-one, you know, one-on-one. That's why I get kind of drawn to that. So you can kind of keep tabs on people and tune in. And um, like I had a client this morning call me um, because I was scheduled. Well, my assistant was scheduling, but then I was scheduling. (laughs) I was doing something on the calendar and it sent all these updates to her. But I had been in meditation because when I work with privately with people, um, as well as the show, I tune in ahead of time. I meditate, but you know, specifically, I do my meditations for myself, my path. What do I need to know? Get my guidance, and then individually, I tune in for who am I working with for the week, for the day, um, clients that I have coming up, and then of course, people that are doing the teleworkshops with me programs, uh, soul path programs. I call them soul path teleworkshop programs. And anyway, so she, I guess, was calling at the time that I was doing a meditation because she had come in my meditation. Sometimes the guides and the oversouls are specific information coming in for people, kind of a heads up. And she had come in, and I'm usually pretty busy, so I don't return client calls. My assistant does that, and I just connect with them fully present for their appointment. But something said call, call. So I called her real quick. I'm on my way. I'm going to do awakening, but I... And she goes, oh, my God, I was just about to email you. I called you earlier. And I said, no, I saw that. And she got this amazing download. And I had told her she was going to get these downloads and specifically for this product she's coming out with. She does a lot of amazing work in the world and has a lot of videos and TV appearances and really reaching a lot of people and um, just going to a whole new level. And I love seeing that. A client of mine yesterday said, oh, you must, this must be hard, you doing this kind of work and channeling all this for people. And I said, no, I love it. I go, number one, I'm naturally nosy. Okay? I'm very curious about people, life, animal, everything. I stick my nose in everything. I just like to know what's going on. And I get great joy and fulfillment hearing what's going on. And then 
it also tickles me because I a lot of people I read for, you know, last this week I read for a venture capitalist. I read for somebody that's in the government, you know, works in the White House. I mean, my my clients are all over the place. So I kind of it's interesting for me to kind of live vicariously. You know, it astonishes me because I was telling my client yesterday. I said, it's the many faces of God. It's the, all the unfolding of God, the individuated aspects of the all that is, the universe, God, the I am presence coming through in all these amazing ways, you know, whether it's working with someone that's buying a jet, you know, flying all over the world and they're deciding which jet to buy, you know, or they bought an island or they're living on an island and then there's somebody else that's having a different experience, you know, maybe someone I'm following a path with that's very sacred where they're transitioning or family members crossing over, you know, and I'm bringing my bereavement skills or sh- and shamanic skills there. Maybe I'm working with somebody that's going through the, the, the path of, ca- you know, illness and cancer. And so I'm bringing my medical hypnotherapy there, my energy work, my healing work, and just being there holding that space. It's all so sacred, you know, and on some level we know so much and then we can't ever know what it, you know, there's a level we get to, you know, it's beyond. So, no, and my client yesterday said, oh, it probably burns you. And I go, no, it doesn't. It actually energizes me. I actually feel very energized. Of course, I have to do self-care and have to take care of myself. You know, I do have a physical body. So, you know, I have schedules and, you know, things like that. But I feel like when it's the time to really marinate and be in that, that oneness, you know. And... I think really for me, it's the first time, as humans, we do have to discern, we do have to judge what's right or wrong for us or what resonates or fits in with us. But when you're in that sacred session, there is no judgment, there is oneness, and you're just there with that person, you know, or people, no matter what they're doing. I got a little story for you guys, I'll share it. I'm going to get to callers, and I also have a Leo emailed a question, so I want to get to that as well. Um, actually, there was a couple email questions I'm going to touch on. But years ago, I uh, – and, and by the way, because it's all confidential, and even, and, you know, for me, and especially as a therapist, you have to sign something. There's, you know, everything's confidential. That All my sessions are confidential, but um, individual sessions. But I remember years ago, I had this – amazing client that was sent to me and kind of little unassuming little old lady seems like she'd be not little old I mean maybe she was in the 50s at the time 60s I don't know but she seemed like she would just bake you know apple pie or whatever just a love just a love okay very sweet um but I was tuning into her and I was like "Ooh, something is really going on you know like she's her life is about to completely change and I, I saw this like extreme energy. Anyway, she came to me and I somehow saw her going to jail. And it turned out she had um, done a white collar crime, I guess, where you embezzled. Yeah, she embezzled money. And she wanted to know, she came to me to see if she was going to go to jail. And I saw her so going to jail. And she said, Oh, other psychics I've been to didn't see me going to jail. And I said, Well, I don't. I said I don't censor stuff. I, I hate to say, you know, I, I see what I see. You know, I, I, I said maybe they were wrong, or maybe they were trying to, you know, say what you wanted to see. And I said, and I, I go, not only do I see you're going to jail, I said, but you're going to jail because you did this before. 
And she said, she blushed and she laughed. She goes, how can you, how do you know? And I go, because I'm psychic. I see it. I go, I go, it's fine. I go, I just see you had a chance. So it turns out she had worked before and she had embezzled money. Um, but the police did know about it. But she didn't have to go to jail because she paid the money back. The employer didn't press charges. That's what happened. And she paid the money back. Well, then she did it again. So I was like, okay, you did it again. And she said, well, what am I going to do? She was very frightened. And I just said, look. And she was newly on the path, which was interesting. She was becoming more spiritually awakened and aware and, you know, it wasn't about is this right or wrong. And she said, well, what am I going to do? And I said, well, this is the choosing. You're embarking on this path, and I guess the best way your higher self is deeming this is that you're going to prison. I go, but think of what is there to do with prison as a lot of contemplation. I said, get a lot of books. You can order books, bring books with you. I said, and, and read, and this is your path. This is your sadhana right now. This is your time to focus spiritually and and what was interesting also is she her son was devastated and he was just back from the war which was interesting because i had been doing predictions that we were in the war before we were in the war this is the iraq war and i already felt through and through her and some other clients i felt already that our it was interesting that our government was lying to us the press the government that we were already in war and then when her son came to me i can talk about this now because it's so long ago and i'm not naming names but her son came to me and he confirmed it he said they had already been in the war and this was like he said eight six eight months ago and he's like you can't tell me i'll get you know whatever disbarred or whatever it is marshal court martial but the court martial you know they can't talk but again so i said oh my god yeah I said, I saw that already psychically. And I go, you just confirmed this. So I helped him. Now, who am I to know, you know, what, why somebody did something or doing something or what's their path, you know? But the deal is, and I did a post on this on my Instagram and Facebook page, we find ourselves sometimes on roads, sometimes by our own conscious volition or making by repeating a mistake or a boo-boo or a pattern, or it is somehow on our path of destiny of souls unfolding that our soul has chosen, and we find ourselves on this path or this road that we don't really want to be on. We want to get off the road. It's crowded. It's bumpy. It's windy. We don't like the scenery. We want off. And sometimes we're meant to be on that road, you know, and that's why I find – I remember years ago, too, when I was working with a lot of people that had um, cancer, all of a sudden AIDS, in AIDS as well, um, the full-blown virus, and then whatever happened, I can't remember what it's called, before you get that. And a lot of people were coming out with judgment, you know, oh, these people, because they're this, or promiscuous, or that, or illness. That's why I really learned about illness, that illness is not always something you're doing wrong. You know, I don't know if everybody, anybody remembers the great, I do because I used to be a runner, the great, uh, I can't remember his first name, but the last name was Fix, and he did all these marathons, healthy, ate this and that, you know, Atkins, low fat, you know, everything, everything, and died of a heart attack, okay, very healthy. Then we've all known people that were smoking 20, you know, cigarettes a day or a pack a day, you know, fit as a fiddle hiking up the mountain. I saw lots of people like that in Europe and in my travels as a model and as a TV host. 
104. You know, one woman I in the Bahamas, and when I interviewed her for my fashion and beauty show in a um, travel Chicago style, I don't know. She was, I don't know, 98. She was climbing up the, or 89, 89, but her, I think her husband was the one 98 or almost 100, but she was 89 or 90, between 89 and 91, climbing up the coconut tree, you know, to get the coconut. And she attributed to Campari. <laughs> so I started drinking Campari on ice. She said, yes, my husband and I, we have, you know, a couple Camparis every day and we walk, you know. So, and he smoked a cigar. So I don't know. I can, I can say the general mean, what is generally healthy, what is generally life enhancing, what is generally, but it's all individual. I think that's why we need to develop our intuition more and also work with people that you trust that are kind of the real deal because we do need input from other people. Some people say no, but we do. I mean, as awake and aware as I am, as enlightened as I am, I have blind spots, you know, and I have trusted friends I go to. I have trusted therapists, counselors, healers, whatever. I have people that will give me the reflection that I may not see or may not want to see. I might be in a little denial, <laughs> right? Because um, that's the way it is. We can't see it all. And we're meant, to, we're meant to open up to the wisdom also and insight of other people. So, yeah, it's, you know, that when we're in that sacred space of connecting, whether a session or really just holding the presence or being present for someone, it is the ability to let go of the judgment, you know, and move into the space of perhaps not judging the person, but looking at we can judge or discern what's right, what's, what's healthiest, what's more optimal. Um, what I found with illness is a lot of times people – and I had this recently with a client of mine that just crossed over, and she saw it. It's a lot a way a lot of times with the of being of service because the people around you tend to evolve and move into unconditioned love, or the opportunity is there, and also for the person to experience a lot of love. You know, I've I've seen that time and again um, as a mystic channel and bereavement counselor shaman holding that space that a lot of times. And what I saw with a lot of the AIDS patients and some of the cancer patients, this was deemed they were going to do this beforehand. This was set up beforehand to have this experience. And some of them stayed in their physical body. You know, they lived, and some of them crossed over. But a lot of it was for the people around them to have the shift, the ultimate shift, and to also sometimes to be open to receive. So it's the wisdom that says, hey, do I really need to go through this or I'm going through this to just get it through the other side? This is something I'm experiencing. Or is this something that's happening because I'm being negligent about myself, not loving and seeing my life as sacred, you know? So it's individual. I guess that's what I'm trying to share with everyone right now is that it's so individual. We have to really get out of that phase of black and white thinking that's was so old paradigm it's so separatist it's overly a left you know left brain thinking you know and lower left brain not high left brain or left hemisphere of the brain you know and it comes from was it the newtonian physics of parsing things out specializing it's got to be a or it's got to be b you're healthy or you're not healthy. You're doing it. You did this to yourself or you ate this way or you didn't. No, no, no. 
We need to look individual. And this is why connecting with your higher self is so important and the wisdom of your body so that you're making decisions that are right for you. You know, even though they're healthy. I've been on this cleanse, I think it's like 26 days now, 27 days. And mind you, I told you guys about it last um, week. But somebody could say, oh, Michelle, you know, oh, that's a big deal. You you eat so healthy anyway, or you're this or you're that. What does it matter if you're doing this or that? But I knew for me certain patterns, little behaviors, certain foods, and certain behaviors were no longer, they weren't optimal before because, you know, because I was doing it too much. But it was like, okay, it's blocking something. Something's off. Something's not right. It's not that great for your body. That's the messages I was getting. So for me, it's totally appropriate. It works. Maybe for someone else, you know, it doesn't. But everyone has to kind of tune into their own wisdom and understand their own wisdom, you know. But I always say be open for reflections because a lot of times people that don't want to hear input from other people or can't is a form of denial, is a form of they don't want to see, they're not growing. If we don't allow influences from other people or situations in life, we're not going to grow. That's what growth is. Even if you look at your, you know, when you're, you know, in puberty and you're growing, your legs are a certain size or certain length, and they grow. They become more. So the way we become more is not only opening to ourselves, the fullness of ourselves coming from the soul, but it's to each other and life itself. Okay, really quickly, let me get to Leo. Leo had a question about neighbors, saying that he has, or a friend of his has, a neighbor that is quite um, difficult to deal with, and that um, he was wondering what I did, because I had a situation of that years ago. Let's see, did he say he has it, or let's see. A friend of his has been dealing with a quote-unquote crazy neighbor and did a friend give advice? No, what happened was, Leo, um, some of you may remember the story, is I um, meditated on it. Well, I actually asked for, it's funny, because I actually did ask for advice, and at the time I was working with a um, resonance repatterning therapist who actually said, oh, you know, maybe you have a lot of anger, because this person was very angry and just, um, and not that way just with me, but with, you know, a lot of people. And just just very unpleasant and loud and noisy and just if they were disruptive they you know try to you know disrupt your day and um, so yeah that's interesting because I did solicit a lot, lot of input and people you know again this is what I'm saying newbie people always think that everything is projection and it's not our our world we view our world by projection and perception it's possible to perceive without projecting without having that symptom or, or situation, you know, being a part of that, right? Um, and when you read for a lot of people, you definitely have that experience. So I just went in and meditated. It took me six months to figure out what was going on. And I thought, no, it's not that I'm angry inside and, I'm, and I'm mirror, she's mirroring my anger because I'm in denial. No, it's not this. No, I'm not trying to control. Da, 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 da. I went down and I was like, no, 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 no. Finally, after six months, I get it. It was my attachment. And it was interesting because at the time I was teaching meditation at Agape Spiritual Center. And in fact, in my book, Meditation for Everyday Living, there's a whole chapter on attachment. 
However, we, many of us, and I was one, think of attachment as being attached to something bad or negative. You know, I'm, I'm attached to, you know, trying to work through this or change this person or I'm, a, you know, or attached to this, you know, codependent relationship or I'm too attached or, you know, attached to grievances. But we can be attached and it's being expecting things to be good or work out all the time or be able to work out all the time is also an attachment. And that was my attachment. I had very little to no drama in my life. Uh, and I still don't. I'm not, I don't, I, I became unused to drama. So I remember me saying to some of the neighbors, oh, I'll be, don't worry, we'll be able to handle this or we'll be able to work through this. And I thought, oh, I can just talk to her. Because I'm able to talk to anybody and we work through it and everything is good. Kumbaya. No. Some people don't want kumbaya. Some people don't want to work things out. And that has to be okay. That is a reflection. So that's what it was for me. And, Leah, what I can share with you, no, she didn't, she didn't move. She moved like months later, six months later, four months later, something like that. She moved months, maybe it was as little as three, actually, three to four months later, let's say. She moved, but it was, I got the, the, the awareness. I got the download before she moved. And I actually helped her with her cat. I had to show up. I mean, she was nasty. I mean, she went by the, the side of my house at one point and, and hit it. You know, she'd come by my window, um, you know, loud, talking loud in the little, you know, the courtyard I had or the back of the street. Um, yeah, she was just with her car. She would be very loud, loud music with the car and, you know, um, but what ended up happening at right after I had, shortly after I had this awareness and I just let her be, I thought, okay, she wants to reflect the, you know, angry, I hate the world, I hate you and, you know, and be nasty and mean. I'm not taking it personally. I realized, I realized I was trying to take it personally and I was trying to be the healer and therapist and help out. And she wasn't having it. And the neighbors told me she wasn't going to have it because we had some neighbor meetings. And I didn't listen. I thought, oh, Michelle's a healer. I'm, te- you know, agape. I'm, the, I'm going to, you know, make everything better. No. So her cat had died and, and nobody was at home in our immediate little neighborhood our, that could help her. And she, I, she was screaming. I came out and she was ah, crying and screaming. Her cat had gotten hit by a car. And I was re- just immediately in the present moment, and I hugged her, and I, she's, I don't want to do, so I got him my, my um, you know, mat for the, 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 you know, doormat, outside doormat, and we put the cat in there, wrapped it up, and took care of the cat. And I remember she, her eyes were big as saucers, incredulous, like, oh, my God, this person that I've been such a, you know, what to, that I've been awful to, uh, is helping me. And she's like, there's no one around. I can't, my car to call my friend. She was screaming and, you know, I could tell she's, and she'd go in and out, like looking at me, like, I can't believe now I'm having to get help from this person. I was like, that's fine. That's fine. And gave her the map. The next day she came over and wanted to pay for the doormat. And I said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll, you know, get another one. And she actually apologized. She said, I can't believe you helped me. And I said, why? And she goes, well, I haven't been very nice to you. And I said, yeah, I know. Whatever. It's fine. And I said, you know, how are you doing and this and that. And, and that was it. And she hugged me and she thanked me. And she said, thank you for being there for me. You know, she goes, you never know who's going to be there. So see, look at how that happened. Right? <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't hold on to it and whatever the shift was. And then later she moved. So 
I know sometimes when they're longer-term neighbors or they stay, it can be a little more difficult or challenging, but all I can say is you have to cope with the challenge. You have to work the magic to see what are you learning, what's the reflection there, what's the learning there for you. And once you do that, if it's still going on and there's no more learning for you, it's just, oops, it's a human situation. It's that person how they are. You know, on this earth plane, a lot of times we think, oh, gosh, I'm on this path or I did this or that. Now it's going to get better. It's going to change. It might and it might not. So, you know, not everything is set up for us or is about us. It's, sometimes it's about our response to it, right? All right, let us get to Kala's. We Welcome, you're on Awakening. Hi. Welcome to the program. Hi, welcome. Oh, good to connect. Hi, how are yeah. you? I'm doing great. What's your name, your first name? Uh, Donna. Donna? Hi, Donna. Did you have a question? Yes. Okay. Well, I want to know, um, do you think I'll be meeting someone? Because it's been so many years now, and um, I am going on a trip to Vegas for Christmas for five days, and I'm hoping to meet someone there perhaps because I don't want to be okay. alone all the time. I miss the companionship. Yes. Okay, let's look and see what's coming up. Well, Get out, go out, go out to every party. It does show you, uh, yeah, that's what I thought psychically. November, December, I do see a dating. Yes. And I feel it's somebody that you're going to meet out and about. Now, do you dance? I'm seeing dancing. No, but I I could go and dance. Yeah, where would that be? It almost feels like couple dancing or ballroom dancing. No, it's at a... a, um, I'm wondering if it's a holiday party or something. I I feel like people are dressy, and there's people that are, um, I can see in the background, dancing around you, and then I can see a long table, like a buffet table with food on it. Um, Yeah, so get comfortable dancing. But that's show you meeting someone. All right, Donna. Keep listening and keep us posted. Thank you. Yeah. I will. Welcome so much. Bye. You're welcome. Hi, you're on Awakening. Welcome to the program. Hi. I was wondering, could I get a a healing? Are you guys doing healing on my solar um, plexus? Yes. And what's your first name? Hello. Hello. I'm barely hearing. Yeah. What's your first name? Keisha. Okay, Keisha, hold on. All right, so okay, is it possible for you to stand? Yeah, I'm standing now. Good, that's what I thought. Okay, you're standing now because I started standing. Usually when I'm standing, I can tell the – okay, good. So just um, let your – Yeah, let your uh, knees get a little bit soft. And you're going to bring your awareness to the soles of the feet. And you're going to breathe into the solar plexus abdominal area and allow the abdominal area to fill with the breath of your life. And then you're going to breathe back out, focusing back on the soles of the feet. You're needing grounding. I'm going to draw in the green ray of balance. 
into the center of the body. And you're just going to keep breathing up from the soles of the feet into the abdominal area. And release it down, bringing in the indigo blue ray into the back of the neck, down to the center of the body. Now, I want you to focus on optimal health. You're going to see the color orange, like a nice navel orange or tangerine, that color of orange. There you go. Breathe in. As you breathe out, you're going to think of optimal health and wellness and balance and feel your body move forward. And you're just going to ask in your own mind, am I leaning towards optimal health and wellness? Am I going towards optimal health and wellness? Good. Now tell me what your body is doing. Right there. You feel it moving forward? Mine is. I guess we're losing connection there. Okay. Okay, now you're going to breathe up from the soles of the feet. And you're going to breathe up into the heart chakra and release back to the soles of the feet. And now from the soles of the feet, you're going to breathe up to the crown chakra at the top of the head and release back down to the soles of the feet. And now breathing up from the soles of the feet past the crown chakra into that natural pause point above the crown chakra, two to three feet above the crown chakra, connecting into the higher self there. I want you to feel the energy there. So you're connecting more with source energies. Take a breath, a pause. Breathe back down to the soles of the feet. And now breathing back up to the soles of the feet, back into that natural pause point. Take another breath and pause, connecting in with healing light source energies and consciously release the breath. Now let your breath go to its own natural rhythmic motion. Good. Now, this will continue for the next two to three days. Sometimes it's up to a week or two weeks, but you'll feel the effects more emphasized now in the next two to three days. And you do need orange, the color orange, so vitamin C, oranges, um, is going to help as well as also bringing in that green ray um, through leafy green foods or being in nature, plants, looking at plants, looking at trees, Connecting in with that green, that's going to help anchor and stabilize you. That's going to help to release the, um, any nausea that you've been feeling and help you stabilize. All right, Keisha, much peace. Hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for taking my call. My name is Christine. You're welcome. Hi, Christine. What's your question? I was just wondering if you could pick up anything in terms of my career. Let's see. And what do you want to know about your career? Well, I'm looking for a new job right now, so I'm just wondering if you can see when that will be or what. Okay. Um, you want a job. Okay. I should be doing. 
they're looking for a job is what I'm hearing, right? That's what you said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Has someone been helping you or helping you out? Um, yes. So, yeah, okay. Who, okay. So what's going on with that? Because it does show you're receiving help. Um, mm-hmm. Are you wanting to okay. more look at what, yeah, what type of work? Because I just feel you need to just get out there. I feel like you're start just now starting. So I don't feel that there's any impediment to you working. It's just getting out there. Okay. Yeah, I I do have a friend who's helping, but um, it's kind of like I'm I'm in a temp job, and then I would have to go switch to another temp agency if I followed her. Um, suggestion, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if I should do that because that, that would take another three months in order for me to get hired onto the position that I'm looking at. But mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if that's really the position that I should be going for. So I'm just a little confused. Well, you're in a transition phase, but I do feel that you. I feel you. You have something now, or you're about to get to something. So. If you want, let's see, what's the best perspective she should I feel this friend wants to help you, so it's really a decision for you. It's not really a psychic decision, like which is better. They're both, it's like two roads leading to the same pathway. You know, it's like when I drive up to Northern California, do I want to take 101 most of the way or all the way, you know, way, or do I, do I want to take the, the five? You know, it's really up to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I okay. feel you're, you're a little hesitant about the, the friend. I think that's more the issue is do you want to have her help you? I think that's the issue. Do you want to keep the friendship just separate, friendship is friendship, and then you work with this other temp agency where it's more objective? That's I think, is more the question for you, right? Because I do see you working. I see you having work, and I see more work coming to you. That makes sense? Yes. Does that help you? Okay. All right, good. Much Thank peace. you so much. You're so welcome. Hello, you're on air. You're on away with Michelle Mache. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Michelle. Am I on air? Hi. You are on Hi, air. You're here. Thank you. This is Elizabeth. Um, glad to reconnect with you, Elizabeth. We met a long time ago in Santa Monica at that little oh, church. Yeah. You have your coming <laughs> out. I hope to have you on the show. Yes, yes. Yes, to yes, yes. you. Glad you could yes, call I, in. Yes, I'm. Uh, as long as I call in today, I'll. Yes, I'm going to get a date uh, in October, end of October with you. Yes. And oh, can, wonderful. Thank you. Can I can I ask you what you see about my little book? I mean, it's out yeah, or it's been out. Yeah, let's look at Thank yeah. you. Well, you have the yeah. Yeah. I remember I I gave you that little mini reading. That's like I saw you reading. Uh, yes, I remember back then. I I saw you writing a book. And, yes, you told um, me that. Yeah. Years ago, you told me so that before a... I was even writing. Yeah. <laughs> and look yes. at you, and you got a good publisher. That's great. Let's see. Yeah, I feel like spirit, but more. It, it feels like at. Towards the, this will definitely help you by being on the show when you come on, but it feels like December on and into next year, 
you're going to focus more on the book. I don't know when it came out, but I feel like you haven't put much focus. And I feel like there'll be maybe many readings, workshops. I mean, on a soul level, your soul does want you to get out there, to be more public, okay? Um, But I feel like the time for you, yeah, it's towards the end of the year where I feel like you'll feel more comfortable, more confident. You'll you'll feel like, oh, I have something to share and to say. This is going to help people. And that I feel for you, Elizabeth, is always what helps you is get through, is when you feel you're being of service, when you're feeling you're helping people, it's easy for you to get past your fears or blocks or perceived limitations. It's much easier for you when you're thinking, oh, I'm helping this person or I'm helping these people or they, this is good for them. So that's yes. what you're going to be tapping more, right? Is that you? That's what you're going to be tapping yes, more absolutely. and more into. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, wonderful. You got Does that, yeah. Oh, yeah. that resonate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, because uh, it, my book is very invisible right now. <laughs> it's, it's been out for a year, but you know, it's, I'm just me myself doing stuff with with spirits help. But that's yeah. it. I don't know many people. I'm pretty isolated, but I think I'm coming out of my hermitage. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I see it. All right, sweet light, sweet one. Uh, great to connect, and um, we'll just we'll talk. You know, give them call in at any time, and we'll talk to you also um, the end of the month. Yes, thank you very much, Michelle. Love you. You're, You're welcome. great. You're wonderful. Love you too. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, big hug to you. Great to reconnect. Yes. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hi, Michelle. My name is Amanda. Ah. Hi, Hi, Amanda. Welcome. Um, What's your question? I am asking for a little bit of guidance today with one of okay. my daughters. Um, my husband, myself, and my youngest recently moved across the country, and my oldest daughter, she's with her dad back from mm-hmm. back east, and she's having a really hard time with um, the move, and she's shutting me out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really not sure how yeah. to deal with That's her, you know. Well, she needs... She needs space. She needs time. Something happened that she didn't want to have happen. And now she's not with you, right? No, no. She's been living with her dad That's for a wh- couple years. Right. But wasn't she, wasn't she, you guys were closer to her though, right? Yeah. I feel like oh, you yeah. were closer. To in prox- yeah. See, yeah. that's why. Yeah. So you can kind of understand why. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I feel like with her, if you write her a little letter or an email, basically really validating her feelings of it makes sense, and in a sense you're okay. sorry you had to do this and the reason you had to do it, mm-hmm. um, I feel it'll help a little bit. But yeah, she feel she's the anger underneath the hang, anger is the hurt. She really feels hurt. She really feels abandoned and left. But I also feel she does have an issue with, like, she likes things in their place. She's not a big person that likes change. Yeah. Yeah. No, she likes stability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this really jarred her, you know. She's like, okay, um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like this. So 
Um, so it's having to work through that that, you know, what's sometimes things are good for three or four people and not so good for one person. It doesn't mean that we don't love you or care. But I feel like you come to that, I don't feel verbal will work with her right now. I don't feel communication verbally is going to help. There's no, I listen, yeah. you talk, you listen. I, no. no. But I feel, a, 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 yeah, I feel a letter, and then I feel just keep in contact. Um, but okay. it's going to stay with her. She, does, she doesn't forget stuff either. So, you know, this is no. just something that, you know, this is just she doesn't something – now, this is just something that you're going to have to reconcile within yourself that we made this decision and it wasn't good for this person and they hate it and they're not going to like it. And, you know, it's just going to be like that for a while. There's no magic woo-woo, you know, but yeah. understanding. Yeah, I feel like you can reach across the aisle and connect, um, you know, Tamara, who is – Children, yes, keep in contact, rebuild her trust, feeling of abandonment are rough to move through. Yeah. Just keep in contact. I just think that's it. But right now I feel like the, the communication verbally is limited, and it can get, it can, you know, get irritate, edgy. It can go. Yeah. It can blow up. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, you know, power of prayer, of positive energy, and just feeling her close with you. Um also can help shift things. But it's a cycle you're going to have to be, live with and make peace with. It's a decision that you're just going to have to go through um, and make peace with, you know. Similar to right. the families that have to move due to work or military families and the kids that have their friends, you know, they're mm-hmm. not having it, you know. So it is just yeah. it is what it is. Okay, All right, Amanda. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Big hug. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you too. Hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hi, Michelle. This is Julia. Hi, Julia. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Well, I actually um, kind of spoke to you via your YouTube channel. I'm the one that's moving, and then the hurricane hit. So now I'm like running, feeling like I'm running out of time. Oh, yes. Welcome. I keep forgetting to tell people, go to my YouTube channel. I've been doing all these readings, pick a card readings, working with the guys. I'm really loving it. So, um, Julia, welcome. Glad to talk to you. Thank you. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just feeling a little like, oh, my gosh, because there's now there's like a time crunch and is things going to move. And so, yeah, I'm trying not to get too freaked out, but I'm getting a little freaked out. <laughs> Okay. Now you moved, you moved, you went inland then from 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 the hurricane. The hurricane um well what it is is I live in Florida now and I was planning to move okay. to North Carolina and my mother oh. is also moving. So she found her place first, which actually I I uh talked to you back in August and you said one of us would find a place first, but then the other wouldn't, so I'm the other one. <laughs> so she's already found oh. her place. And, she put in her, That's you know, 30-day notice. Yeah, so she has until the end of October. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, she's found her place and everything's good. But, it's, you know, she gave her 30-day her notice and then the hurricane hit. So now, you know, I'm just feeling like a little in limbo with the whole thing. That is it all going to well, come together? Well, because you're not meant so to that, move. Well, it is going to come together, but I did keep seeing for some reason – 
you have, um, yeah, there was a delay around for you, and it's rethinking. It's about rethinking where you're moving. But it does show a move. You will you will be moving. Let's see. I don't know about October, but I feel like let's see. When is Yeah, there it is, the move. But there's also something about a relationship around you too. I feel like there's a new person in your life. Does that make sense? Something about um, relationship. Yeah, there there isn't anybody at this time. Okay. Well, you're going to be meeting someone, and so that's what this like link up sync up is it has to do with relationship, relationship and partnership. There's also going to be some kind of new, I don't know, like a part-time job, something. I see flowers around, so I don't know if it's at a florist, but there's a lot to do with flowers. Um, let's see, when is Julie going to move? Is it going to be this year? Yeah, so you are moving. Yeah, I feel more the end of the year. Maybe Sag, maybe November. Yeah, the delay, it's not just, it's an individual delay. I know there's a collective delay because of the hurricane, but I feel like it's also kind of like a little divine intervention for you. But everything is going to be fine. Actually, they're telling me it's going to be better than fine. So, yeah, it'll be okay. But you do have to sit tight for a little bit in Florida. Okay. Well, Okay. The thing of it is, is this is my mom's house, and I'm living with her. So is her is her landlord going to allow me to extend? Because otherwise I, don't I don't see have any. <laughs> I I don't see any problems. I I think you just tell them what's happened. It's buying you time. Okay. Okay. Buying time. There's trust in the universe. I'm not seeing any. I'm not seeing any issues around it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not seeing any so, issues. So then the where to move, that was the other thing because it's like, you know, living in Florida, we have hurricanes pretty much every year. But we live in the mm-hmm. middle of the state, so we don't get hit like the, you know, the That's, coastal regions. Right, right. So I don't I don't even know. That's that's the whole thing. It's like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Do I just not go to Wilmington at all and go someplace else or I just I'm just completely clueless as to my next step. That's why I'm getting a little freaked out because I don't know if I should continue on and just wait for everything to settle in Wilmington and come back well, to balance you there. Wait, you you wait to settle. It's saying not to you know, we've got these retrogrades, right? It's saying not to take action. I feel you need to be where you're at right now and kind of get centered, okay? Let things settle a bit more and then rethink where where do you want to live, right? Mm-hmm. It may still be the same place, but but make sure, okay? But right now, don't go into what-if mode, you know? Just let it be. Get my transforming fear into creativity. Uh, on the, I, I don't know if it, it might be on YouTube. If it's not, you can get it on iTunes or Amazon and download it. It's a meditation that gets rid of the what ifs and the worry thoughts and the concerns. It transmutes them. Okay, but you're you're in a little bit of a holding pattern right now. Maybe end of October, but I'm feeling more November. You know, actually, so maybe beginning or mid November. All right, Julia. Okay. Well, thank in. you so much. Hang in there. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're welcome. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate I, it. You're welcome. Okay. It's so interesting with my YouTube readings. It's like I, some of them have been so specifically accurate for certain people, and I'm like, and they're so non sequitur. That's the information, the downloads just come through, and I'm like, okay, I don't know who this is for, why this is happening, um, but I'm enjoying the guidance. Um, <laughs> Crystal Bowles Gretton in the chat. Somehow you turned the sound up. Okay, waiting for our guest. Not sure. Let's see. Well, I'll just keep doing readings until we see what. Let's see. Do we have any more readings? Did I just do this one? Hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hi. 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 Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my name is Sheila. Hi, and, Sheila. Welcome. Um, hi. <laughs> um, I was wondering if you could tell me something about my love life. <laughs> okay. What do you want to know about your love life? Is anyone coming? <laughs> yes. Is it, okay. You're going to be in a love relationship. Okay. That's, let's see. I'm just trying to see where the guest is. Hold on one second. One second. A little message here. Okay. Dating this year. Someone coming in. Hmm. Okay. So there's something kind of a, a little bit of a psychological, mental, emotional block. Um, you want relationship, but another part is saying not sure if I want relationship or not. Um, let's see. What she do to shift this? Yeah, right now it's say work on yourself, work on your past. Um, Okay, there we go. Well, a few people. So things are going to pick up. It's showing more the close of the year. And I'm getting for you probably more likely December, end of November, December, meeting somebody out and about. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with your kind of, I don't know, upping your energy, getting out there, a little being a little more sparkly. I feel friends around in the situation. Um, but yes, oh. you definitely will be be dating. All right. Oh, that's Sheila, good news. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Thanks Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Okay, I don't know what's going on with our guestie. Let's see. All right, dead silence there. Unusual energy today. Yeah, I know. I need to look at the aspects. It's kind of kind of strange, kind of interesting. Okay, maybe I will try to call in. I don't know if we've got so many callers and the guest isn't able to get on or they have a time zone thing. Let me just email Sadie. Let me just see. Okay, here I'm gonna just add her. I think we can just add her in. Woo! 
take a breath. What's going on in the chat? Yeah, unusual energy, weird. And now you just silenced yourself, Sue, in the chat. (laughs) Oh, gosh, thanks for the chat. Okay, let's see here. Okay, I'm gonna Coming on air. Are you there, Sonia? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Let me make sure. Um, it's funny. One of the the people in the chat, Crystal Gretna, had silenced herself, and now she's saying, I hope I didn't um, silence the guest. <laughs> no, you didn't. Let me see. Can you hear? They can hear you. They can hear you. Okay, okay. great. So if you can hear me, then I'm going to. Yes. Oh, wait. Should I stay on this call that you called me on, or should I stay on the call that I'm on? Uh, stay on the call that I called you on, because sometimes we, when there's a lot of callers, a lot of listeners, a lot of people on the queue, yeah, you're not showing up. Um, okay. I don't All know right. That. I've got you. No. Yay. We're, we're good. Yay. I'm so sorry. I was, I was hearing you, and I was like, oh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> So you're just going to need to speak up or get closer to the phone. Is this a good number um, this, to call you with? Um, okay, how's this? I just put my ear earbuds in. Is that better? Oh, that's better. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Okay. Perfect. Yay. Way Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome Sonia Grace. <laughs> Thank for being here. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Tamara just put your uh, – website in the chat, which is great. Thank you, Tamara. Super. All right. Let's, um, those people that are listening or we have new listeners that just joined uh, the program, want to let them know about you. Uh, Sonia Grace, Mystic Healer, and in your own words, a storyteller. Uh, your most recent book is Dancing with Raven and Bear, a book of earth medicine and animal magic. Um, I know you've been on the George Norrie show. You've done a lot of work, a lot of outreach for people uh, with your insights, wisdom, and uh, storytelling really to empower and inspire. So I really want to welcome you to Awakening. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I want to dive in a little bit. I started reading your book. Um, and you say storyteller. Can you? I love when people, you know, that are so dialed in and the deep mystics and healers, and they're like, well, I'm just a storyteller. I'm just telling these stories. Well, you so, know, actually, I – go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go I was ahead. just going to say, you know, my um, – I think it's my publicist who actually refers to me as a storyteller. For uh, me, I'm a mystic. I'm a healer. Okay. I work on people all over the world. I'm a long distance uh, energy okay, surgeon. I, okay. Yeah, I work on livers and hearts and spleens and kidneys and cancers and all kinds of illness. And I help people on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. So I do okay. processing. 
I help people understand why the disease is there, and I literally go in and work on them as if they were sitting right in front of me. So out of that, out of my 36 years of doing this work, I have come to a place where sometimes people will receive the message better in a story than they will with me Uh just telling them. Okay, great. Well, yeah, because it was in your book that I was reading, so... Um, But that's good to know, because I was reading also everything else you do, and I'm like, well, you're a bit more than that, (laughs) you know, which is, storytelling is great, too. It has an amazing function. Um, So maybe that's why we tap into some of the health stuff today. I always find that there's a a synchronicity between the guests and then what I'm sharing or talking about, and and sometimes I don't know why. And in my my native culture, you know, we we are storytellers, and I think that You know, using that, in other words, I don't think that you're one or the other or that you're just this or you're just that. I mean, I've been dialed in since birth, being able to see the spirit realm, hear it, smell it, you know, taste it, you know, just everything. I mean, I'm so like open and on on all channels that, that being able to now bring about, this is my fifth book bring about this energy of what I teach and all the things that I do in my daily life with clients that I can share that in stories because sometimes Mm -hmm. people can just hear a story with a lot more openness than if they're hearing something directly to them, you know, to their, their psyche. Yes. And which, by the way, I love um, the, the, the the illustrations, which you um, did in the book. And yes. I definitely want to get, yeah, the, I, I love the book. I love it. It's so, um, the layout is it's so accessible and you're kind of transported into your world. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that struck me in a way in, that you're in a sense sharing or relaying through these stories, how to live with meaning and sacredness, you know, it, it's, it's how to get through the, right, the, the tra- travails and of, of life, the ups, the downs, the expansions, expression, but you're really bringing a, a, some meaning and sacredness to people's um, life. So let me ask you, for you, what is the sacredness of life, and how do you connect to that for yourself? Well, the sacredness of life is understanding that, you know, we all came in, many of us at the end of Atlantis and Lemuria and had the agreement that we would be the next phase of humanity, which started around, you know, uh, 10,000 BC Atlantis and Lemuria fell around 12,500. There was a giant comet that hit the earth and literally reverberated along the Tropic of Cancer where Lemuria and Atlantis were. And in that time, we all decided to come through and do a new phase of humanity. We, we agreed to do the lifetime after lifetime, incur karma, and raise the consciousness of this dense physical form that we're in. So now we're coming to the end of this phase of humanity, which is why so many people are pushing to get a handle on their spiritual life, on their spiritual consciousness. And I feel that the most important thing that we can focus on and that we can remember as to why we came through to do all these lives is, is her, is the planet. We are the caretakers of this planet. 
And when we can really remember that and take care of her, then then we're dialed into what that real purpose is that we all came through for. Mm, yes. Creating that new, that new world, that new way of being, really, that um, living more Taking responsibility for yeah. the water and the air and the soil and making sure that it's clean and that we all have clean, unchemicalized foods and air. I mean, it's all yes. so important. Absolutely. You know, and, and we really have been rather frivolous and we've had many, many lifetimes of amnesia. So it's hard to keep coming back into another life and remembering like, wait a minute, who am I and what am I supposed to be doing here? And I'm so overwhelmed by all these emotions and all this stuff that I'm being bombarded with. I can't possibly remember what my true purpose is. And that is to be the caretaker of this earth. Yes. Yes. Now let me ask you, what was your first awakening? And I want to know your first awakening and then your awakening to where you are now on your path presently and the path of sharing your knowledge through writing. So what was the, the first one though? Wow. That's an interesting question. My, uh, my earliest memory in seeing the spirit realm was actually at two years old. And I remember seeing my guides who are high angelic beings on both sides of my crib. And mm. my mom tells the story that I would actually bang the crib on the door. So she'd come and get me. And if you knew what cribs were like back in those days, it was way too heavy for a child to move. And my guides literally would roll the crib across the floor. And my mom, every time, would come into the room and go, how did you do that? <laughs> I just completely, like, not get it. And, you know, and I remember doing healing work on, on our, our dogs. We, we lived on a farm. I grew up, you know, in the woods. And, you know, I did healing work on our dogs when I was five, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and I was constantly having these sort of past life merges with my current life. I, I trained as a classical ballerina. I was a professional ballerina for 15 years. I was with the Oregon Shakespeare Festival for 10. And believe me, you know, there was no mistake dressing up as, you know, Rosalind and Romeo and Juliet or any other character that I was in, at the festival. Um, there was direct past life ties to me yeah. getting to work through that stuff. But, but dance is what really helped me learn about time and space. And it's, it helped me to not only do the work that I do, which is literally, you know, being a healer and working on people in Australia and New Zealand and Slovenia and England and France and all over the world. I have clients, but, but I'm able to time travel. And my last book, Spirit Traveler, is about that and it's about my time travels back to these sacred sites and learning what happened and why it was built and who built it and so all of this is an evolutionary process when you when you want to pinpoint it to my awakening i mean i think i think my awakening was simply i got born And mm-hmm. I grew up on a farm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and the rest of it's been an incredible process. Mm-hmm. And I look at life that way. It's not it's mm-hmm. not that we go see someone and we get healed. It's that we recognize we have patterns and cycles that need to be understood and recognized, so that we then have a different approach when it comes up when we're triggered. Right. 
Right. Yeah, I ask that because people, and I, too, born this way and psychic and working. So, but I ask this because people, you know, on the program or, you know, and I'm sure you get this too, people look for the signs or how do I know, am I awakening or what, what let me know that I was connected or I was connected to spirit or working with angels. It's this kind of confirmation. I think people, especially with someone like you that's profoundly living this way and, you know, writing about it and, you know, sharing your insights and wisdom, people are curious to, well, how did you know or how did it look for you? And what did you do with it, having this? How did it inform you growing up, maybe, you know, in preschool, kindergarten, you know, middle school, call, you know, how did you, how did you live with this? And then there's always this succession of awakenings. I always look at a flower opening more and more. The next question people a lot of times want to know is how do you open more fully to your gifts, you know, and trust, which definitely well, is some part of your path you did. Go ahead. That's a, that's a daily practice. I mean, I, I had a very uh, difficult, uh, you know, teen young adult life I had a very difficult time because I was being bombarded visually with stuff I mean I'd walk down the street and see yellow all over a person and orange all over the person and I'd ask my friends did you see that person they had yellow all over their their face and the other person had orange and they were looking at me like I was cracked you know what do you mean you see these colors mm. so how, so how I, did you I cope really, with that well, I, I danced. I mean, I, <laughs> I immersed myself in my art, being a painter, being a dancer. And I was lucky to find my first teacher at a very young age. And, <clears throat> excuse me, she's the one that helped me learn how to navigate with all these gifts and how to ground and how to do literally hands-on healing. Mm. So having a good teacher or mentor helps, as well as the dance, is what I'm hearing. Um, I firmly believe that. I'm I'm really old school on that. Mm-hmm. I do not feel that going to a weekend Reiki workshop makes you a Reiki healer. Yeah. And I do not feel that people should dabble in this and that and then this and that. I think you should pick a teacher, stick to it, study yeah. with them, learn everything you can, and then move on. But I, I, I also feel that what we forget is that, you know, everybody has, everybody is spiritual. Everybody has a soul. Everybody's connected to creator and to the earth. But everybody has karma. And what it is that you're here to work through may not match what you think you should be doing. Because we all have ego, we all have yes. the, the, the ongoing project of contending with ego, you know, either having a healthy firewall or having a false firewall. Yeah. And, and, and then we all have the, you know, the, the, the competitiveness and the insane, you know, society that we're in saying you've got to be better and you've got to be the best and you've got to win and everything's about competition. So a lot of the work that I do, especially when I do meditation retreats, is really helping people get into that deeper place to understand who they really are. Take away these layers of stuff that gets, you know, glommed on because 
we grew up in a family where, you know, we were told to compete and be competitive or, or, or we felt less than, and we didn't, we didn't grow up with much of a self-esteem, you know, and help people get back to that original self because it's in there and it's dying to come out. Yeah. Oh, I love you putting it that way. The original self. Speaking of that, uh, something I read upon in your book um, that I want you to please touch on is you talk about how sometimes many people are so heavily invested in the illusion. Those are exactly mm-hmm. those heavily. Yeah, can you touch upon that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's what we're talking about right now. I know. It, it, is the, it is the illusion of our society and what we decide to believe in. It's all the dogma. It's all the you know, you have to have your hair this way, you have to wear these shoes, and you have to have this kind of job and make this kind of money. It's all an illusion. And, and you know, for your listeners out there, this isn't me saying it's not important and that we shouldn't have a home and have a car and be able to get around. I don't mean that. I, I live in a house. I have a car. I mean being able to understand where we're dialed into that illusion and we're really believing that these things are what make us who we are. Because, you know, I, I, again, when I go back to my meditation retreats, I go around the circle and I ask people, you know, who are you? And, you know, one person might say, well, I'm love or somebody says I'm peace and somebody else says I'm, you know, a working woman, whatever, a mother, you know, people Mm -hmm. go around and say different things. Every time when they come to me, my answer, and I mean this from my heart, I am nothing. Yeah. I am nothing. Exactly. There is nothing that I attach to that is some accolade, a badge that I wear that says, oh, I'm this and I'm that. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so great about Dancing with Raven and Bear is these stories really came from my soul. This is a, these are soul stories. And these mm-hmm. stories are all, they're original, they're totally my stories, and they are about dreaming and the ego and being a healer and being on a medicine path and having faith and precognition and all of these things, spirit that's in everything, the water, the fire, the soil, everything has spirit. So it really yeah. brings people back to understanding that the world that we live in is much more than what what most people give time to even ponder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Now you talk about as well, um, you know, drawing, which I found a, a, like an amazing sign for you personally, and, and where you were going to be going or unfolding um, on this earth plane. That as a child you were connected to ravens. I believe you you drew ravens. Yeah. Um, did that just did that just start from seeing them, or did you just have a fascination for the ravens? How did the raven medicine come to you? Well, it's, it, it was just something that I always drew. I, I don't, you know, I grew up playing in the woods, so I saw mm-hmm. birds and hawks and ravens and all kinds of things every day going out and playing. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that all of the, the Davic world, you know, I could see the spirits of the trees and the plants, so I had you know, I had everybody I needed with me. <laughs> Who needs friends? I had them. And, um, and, I, and, you know, my mom was an artist. My dad was very much an artist, too. And, you know, that was one thing that we were always encouraged to do was to draw. So we always were pen and paper or crayons or whatever, you know, drawing. Mm-hmm. 
and I always drew ravens and bears, and um, I was very connected to rocks. I did a lot of drawings with rocks. I still do drawings with rocks. And, and I feel um, this energy coming to me was, as I talk about in the book, more the, the Norwegian side. Uh, the god Odin has two ravens that travel with him, Hugin and Munin. And they are his eyes and ears, and they go all through the nine realms and gather the information of what's going on, and they bring it back to Odin, who sits in Asgard. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, some of that Norwegian uh, heritage influence um, really literally came out on paper. Right. <laughs> now, Sonia, yeah. we have a couple of questions in the chat. One is um, descendant of what you mentioned, Norwegian, but also where you grew up. It said you mentioned the country. Where did you grow up? And you're of Norwegian and Native American descent. If you could um, share a bit with us about that as well. Sure. I grew up in Oregon, and I have Choctaw and Cherokee Native blood. I have Norwegian blood, and I'm married to a Hopi man. I'm adopted on the Hopi Reservation. And I would say the majority of my adult life has been spent on the Hopi Reservation. So, in essence, I feel more Hopi than anything because I'm so connected to the culture. And I'm married into it, and I have a family out there. So my, my practice, my spiritual practice, my spiritual sense, as you will read in Dancing with Raven and Bear, is more of my native tradition. And I feel um, that there are just incredible parallels between, you know, these cultures. Mm, okay. Now, another question. This is why we always put, let me put the, um, your website in the chat because people like to, you know, research the guests before they get there. So we have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you live now? And then also, um, I'd love to go to her meditation retreat. Where do, And I know you have a couple coming up. Um, I do. Yeah, I'd love to go I, to the meditation yeah, I, retreat. Yeah, right. So I live in Arizona, and my meditation retreat, the, the one in Oregon that's coming up next week, is full. So the next one after that is in November, and that one is in Hawaii. It's November 8th through the 11th, okay. and it's on the island of Oahu on the North Shore. This particular meditation retreat is all about learning why you're so darn tired and what you're doing with your energy and where your energy is going. So it's completely focused on managing and rerouting energy so that we have more energy and we understand what we're doing with our energy. Then the one after that is March 28th to April 1st, and it's in Bluff, Utah, which is the gateway to Monument Valley, and it's some beautiful land. Um, Just the landscape is gorgeous. And that particular retreat is all about finding your inner peace and really maintaining that place no matter how crazy the world gets. Love that. So one of our uh, listeners in the chat, rather, is saying we'll be down there in March next year. We'll have to contact her Uh, because I think Mm -hmm. she's in Canada. So um, mm-hmm. do you ever go to Canada right. or it's not far Canada to Oregon, right? You know, right. Yeah, but I'm in Arizona now. So oh, you're in Arizona Canada now. Quite a ways. 
Yeah, yeah I live in Arizona, and Canada's it's far from here. But Farther. I have a lot of clients in Canada, so um, so shout out to the person from Canada. Oh, she's in, <laughs> okay, and then Sue is in Nebraska. Okay, so that's not far. Okay, okay. yeah, there we go. Yeah, she could come down to Utah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So those of you that have questions about the date, now you have that. I would take it on the website, right? Um, Absolutely. So Everything's com. on my website. Mm-hmm. And it's it's S-O-N-J-A. Okay. SoniaGrace.com. S-O-N-J-A-Grace.com. Um, Correct. Perfect. So I want to ask you, because um, I was so taken by the um, the energy of the illustrations, is what was your inspiration? Did you meditate or tune in with each one, or did they just appear um, for you illustrating your your book? You know, um, there's, there's so many things that I deal with in one day of my life. You know, my... Mm-hmm. My day yesterday, I started out with a client in Australia, then I had a client in um, France, and then after that, I had a client in New York, and then I had a client in L.A., and then I had a client in uh, Michigan, and it's like I'm all over the world all day long experiencing people and the things that, that they're talking about that they're asking me to help them with, and so these drawings are so influenced by you know, my clients by the things that people go through, by what I go through. Um, they're, they're very much a, um, an expression of all of that because, you know, my, my life is pretty rich with stories and, you know, amazing, amazing people who come to me and, you know, work with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a yeah. big, that's a big inspiration. Mm-hmm. I think you know, in in yeah. all my meditation retreats, I require people to bring a drawing book, and I I I basically ask that everybody record what they're learning through drawing, and they don't have to be artists. This is not right. anybody being an artist; they can do it all in six figures. But I do require people to record what they're learning through drawing because mm-hmm. that's using a different part of the brain, and that's really accessing. Uh, you know, a, a, a crossing over, if you will, of the brain to the other side of the body. It's so rare that we, we're we crossing the midline, you know, and yeah. actually getting both sides of the brain going. And I do exercises to really enhance people's memories and, you know, give them more brain power. So it's important to me to to always be sort of engaged in that. Yeah. And I also, I'm not sure about you, but I find that the drawing or writing what you're going through, um, instead of putting it on a device or typing it, you know, uh, there's something, you know, not that, not that our devices don't have some sacredness, but it's, a, it's extra, I think, when you're writing or drawing it out, um, you know, mm-hmm. taking the time to do that. It's, it's more of your individual self coming through. I'm not sure your thought on that, but. Well, I, I feel that, that art in any form is important because it does get us out of that, you know, brain linear, got to think about this. It just, it takes us into a different space. And I find that I really, it, I, I feel like when I draw, I go on vacation. I'm like somewhere else. And it's, it's wonderful for me because I'm, 
so out there in the ethers all day long. It's really helpful to sort of go into this little, this cove where I can do my art. I'm actually working on a huge art project right now. I'm, I'm doing an oracle, an oracle, uh, like a deck of cards, an oracle. And I'm, I've got 54 illustrations that I'm doing for this oracle. And I'm writing the whole thing. So I'm super excited about it. We'll have to talk when it comes out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Have you back on for that. Mm-hmm. Um, one yeah. thing I wanted to, because there's so much, um, you know, intensification of energy right now. A lot of people going through a lot of loss, um, which is causing pain. You talk about that so eloquently in your book about pain and that experience of pain. Anything that you want to share uh, for our listeners today sure. about transition change and the pain that it sometimes can bring? Well, I think what would be really great is is for your listeners to actually hear maybe just a little bit of that particular chapter, Releasing Pain. So if, I, if you don't mind, I'll read like a, just a paragraph Absolutely. so they can hear what the book's like. Okay. okay. Yeah. Her heart was filled with sorrow. She had died and was struck, stuck between two worlds. Raven saw her in the forest, unable to move from where she stood. Raven shifted into the realm that had her between worlds. He said, follow me. She knew Raven would take her to bear. Her heart was heavy, and she feared she would never reach the light. She told Bear that she had died suddenly, leaving her children and husband behind. She was not ready to go and could not accept such a passage had taken place. Bear said tenderly, you must give your pain to the earth. And he led her to the mountain. When they arrived at the foot of the snow-capped ridge, a giant doorway opened up in the mountain, and Raven beckoned her to enter. She stepped inside with Bear, standing in the center of the cave in an ancient medicine wheel was a magnificent being who she knew to be the goddess of the earth. Mm. I'm going to leave everybody hanging there. Um, but this, oh, what's, important, yeah. what's important about this chapter, Releasing Pain, is it's literally about all of us dealing with sudden loss. When somebody yeah. dies suddenly, it's super hard to process that. And we all, I'm sure your listeners, everybody has had some experience. So to write the story from her perspective She's the one who died suddenly, who didn't want to leave, was really powerful because it talks about how much on both sides, you know, we need to always be in sort of this state of release, to not be so freaking attached. And I, I say that with respect to everyone. I'm as attached to my family as I know your listeners are to theirs, but, but the more that we can really in our meditation get to a place of being releasing you know not attached it it helps it helps a lot because then we start to really observe and experience death as nothing more than a transition we see it as a finality but it's not it is simply a transition and and i i talk a lot about how you know, we see the world with our eyes, but how much are we really willing to see? You know, we block certain things because it's too much for us to handle or to take in, like UFOs, aliens, you know, all kinds of things that are going on on the planet. And I, I encourage people all the time, you know, use your eyes and see what is more than just 
that's a tree there. That's a bush. That's a mm-hmm. table. That's a, you know, there's a lot more there to see than what we really are allowing our eyes to take in. Oh, boy, that is, that is so true. Mm-hmm. And that's where the magic of mystery living from that place and space of seeing, you know, really the consciousness yes. of what the stuff is made of, seeing that. I do feel yes. more people there's awake are moving into that space. And, of course, the work that you're doing so helps with that, you know, whether it's, you know, your retreats or books or just coming on a program like this, sharing. I feel it, it does help people open up to that, believe, you know, see it and believe it, you know, in a, in a sense. Yes. Yes, and I and I do feel that you know just so your listeners know I'm I'm booked out with clients I'm booking January right now so I'm booked out pretty far but you can still get in to see me if you want an emergency appointment which is on my website. Perfect. Oh, okay. Sonia Grace, thank you for being here and just sharing your beingness with us and um, all thank the you. service. Thanks for being on Awakening. So thank much. you so much. Much peace. All right, everyone. That was Sonia Grace. Um, we were talking about her, well, both of her books, Spirit Travel, but her most recent book is Dancing with Raven and Bear, a book of earth medicine and animal magic. You can find out more information by going to soniagrace.com, and that's S-O-N-J-A-G-R-A-C-E. Um, thank you all in the chat. You made it extra special. Thank you all that also called in. It was great to connect with all of you via phone, as always. And for any information about uh, my upcoming ret- uh, workshops and retreats and um, happenings, you can go to soulplayground.life, go to the events and happening. Um, also, if you want more information or to get the monthly um, forecast, you can also email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. As always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, lots of love and light. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritlightliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritlightliving.com. Keep awake.